Hi everyone, it's Ricardo. It is a new year and guess what? We've got an exciting new opportunity for the Popping Collars universe. Have you ever listened to us and thought, I could do that? These guys don't even know what they're talking about. Have you ever had an idea for a podcast, but you just didn't know how to get it off the ground? Or have you started working on a podcast just to find that your only audience is your mom and your dog? Well, starting this year, we are beginning a special offering called Popping Collars Plus. Here's how it works. If you've got a podcast that's somewhere in the neighborhood of religion and popular culture, send us your recording and we will possibly host it on our feed, the longest running Episcopal feed of all time with thousands of downloads per month. It's an opportunity to get your voice to a wide audience and get that potential booster shot of listeners that you've always wanted. And we get the benefit of hearing from more diverse voices from around the religious world. So it's a win-win. So if you want to take advantage of Popping Collars Plus, just send an email and MP3 submission to poppingcollarspodcast at gmail.com and we will review your offering and possibly put you on the feed. We're looking forward to hearing from all you creative souls. So keep those microphones humming and keep those collars Welcome to the Canon, a part conversation, part competition show where each of us attempt to assemble the most entertaining group of films using the works of an actor, creator, genre, or theme. Who is us? Well, it's me, the Grinch who stole Christmas, Greg Knight. With me is my co-host, the ghost of Christmas present, Ricardo Avila. Welcome, Ricardo. Hey, thanks, Greg. Also, our little match girl, Heidi Carter. (laughs) (laughs) My little. (laughs) And he really had a wonderful life. It's Paul Fromberg. Ho, ho, ho. As we talk about Christmas movies, that's what we're going to be doing. Before we get started, Heidi, what's something you just have to watch every time Christmas rolls around? Probably It's a Wonderful Life, which is a very boring answer. I know, but it just, it's part of the, it's part of the background of the whole season. Uh, So this is a question that I have that maybe Ricardo can help me out with, because I know he loves this movie too. Is It's a Wonderful Life a Christmas movie or a New Year's movie? No, it's, well, if it's either of those, it's Christmas. What are you talking about? Just because they sing Old Lang Syne at the end, they do it on Christmas Eve night. Oh, I thought it was on New Year's Eve. Oh, it's Christmas Eve. Nice. No. Yeah. I don't think the baby Jesus makes an appearance in that movie, though, does he? No, only angels. Oh, good. But Alfred, but Alfred Hitchcock does. <laughs> <laughs> when I think of the Christmas. baby Jesus. That's Wait, right. Alfred Hitchcock's in that movie? No. No, I, I don't know. No, maybe. <laughs> You're thinking of Zuzu. Zuzu yeah. subs for Jesus in the It's a Wonderful Life film. <laughs> and Alfred Hitchcock. And now playing the role of Jesus. Okay, here are the rules for the canon. The goal of the game is to create the most entertaining group of four movies. Once a film has been selected, it's off the board. 
No one else can choose it. The draft order will be randomly selected and picks will be made in snake order, meaning the person who picks last in the first round will get to pick first in the second round. And at the end of the draft, each person will get one minute to defend his or her cannon. Fans of Popping Collars, and we do have some occasionally, will be able to vote for their favorite cannon on our website, poppingcollarspodcast.com. Everyone, remember these extremely confusing totally weird rules so Uh, now is the part where i pull up a list of an incomplete list of christmas movies that i'm sure i have left off one that you love and cherish and as i understand the rules we can go off this chart correct that is correct yes greg i have a question i'm looking at this list and um our like half hour cartoon specials allowed i mean i see the grinch for example so i'm assuming others can be in play well, there's also the grinch movie that's correct there are, two, there are two grinch movies now there's the live action grinch movie and then they actually made a an animated grinch movie a grinch update that's oh funny. i think i blocked those out okay oh. there's how the grinch stole christmas that's on there yeah that's that's what i'm saying i think that's the jim carrey movie how the Grinch stole Christmas, yeah. but you know what? Okay, so a Charlie Brown Christmas is on here. I'm pretty sure. Right. That's the movie. Huh. So there you go. So, you- so yes, um, I think these are the top 100 Christmas movies of all time. Uh, but if you know of something else you would rather talk about, wow, certainly free. Okay, great. Thank and you. Uh, Paul Fromberg, you <gasps> will be leading us off with the first pick in the Christmas movie draft. Oh my goodness, this is more fun than I can even imagine. I love Christmas movies. Long, long family habit of watching many of them, uh, both in my family of origin and my current family. And I got to tell you that uh, you've got a pretty good list here. Uh, mm-hmm. And there are a couple of movies that are not on here that I, I'm going to bring up. I'll, I'll wait. Uh, but I'm going to start with A Christmas Carol, the uh, 1938 version. in here. I think we can have some coal on the fire. Uh, oh, yes. It's against the regulations, isn't it? Mr. Scrooge doesn't like to waste coals. <laughs> uh, I foresaw that and provided for it. This will make the place less bleak. What might that be? It's a wine, Bob. Oh. A cheery, warming, goodly wine. A wine that will race through your veins with little torches. <laughs> it's port, Bob. The fifth essence of the Christmas spirit. We haven't got a glass. I'll get one from Mr. Scrooge's office. <laughs> The reason I love it, especially the uh, the old one, is because the uh, special effects are so homemade. <laughs> they're like, you know, super uh, uh, heartfelt, but they're also sort of so low tech. It's just like, oh, this is cool. Like, you know, Scrooge is flying through the air with uh, the various spirits of Christmas. This is a uh, a particularly theological movie. And I, I referenced it recently doing a Bible study on the prophet Jeremiah. Uh, because I think that uh, A Christmas Carol is essentially an apocalyptic warning, Hmm. which is not unlike what Prophet Jeremiah does, uh, warning people about what's going to happen. And then, you know, we hope at the end there's a, oh, well, then I'll change my ways. Okay, thanks. Um, And I always get weepy when uh, uh, the ghost of Christmas uh, yet to to be, or whichever one, the, the, the death one, uh, takes Scrooge to to see the Cratchits with uh, Tiny Tim's little little uh, crutch leaning by the fireplace. 
Weepy. Weepy. Well, I just want to clarify, you you want the 1938 version, not the 1951 version with Alistair Sim as Scrooge? I like them both, but there's something there's something uh about that earlier version which is just super great. I don't I don't much care for the uh, George C. Scott one from whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine, but it's like you can't get over the fact that it's George T. Scott. He, he kind of plays himself. But I'll take the 51 version. You know, and it's, it's not like I'm going to not watch it if it comes on and I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I will watch any version of A Christmas Carol that comes on. I have an embarrassing admission, which is ah. that the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol uh, version that used to come <laughs> on the Disney Channel. Oh, I wow. would watch that as a kid. Uh, pretty frequently, and I was scared of the moment when the ghost of Christmas Future revealed the gravestone, like, and it was that uh, Pete Pete the dog character with the cigar and all of that stuff, and he would he was really growly sounding and stuff. And so, uh, when that part uh, happened, I would leave the room. I was afraid. Uh, you're very tender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to go back on what I just said about I will watch any version. I will not watch the Disney version or the Muppet version of A Christmas Carol. Oh, wow. wow. I can't get over that. I can't get over that. And I have that. to say, like, it's on my list, but Scrooge is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Do you like that version of the story? Um, it's, yeah, it's a little bit too uh, ironic. Hmm. I mean, you know, Christmas is, if there's a, a vacation from irony, let it be at Christmas. <laughs> then, you know, come come uh, Boxing Day, we can go right back into irony. But give me give me a day or a week or however long Christmas is. I don't, I don't remember how long Christmas is. Uh, According to the Hallmark uh, Channel, Christmas is like nine months long. So Christmas is year-round, according to sure. the Okay, uh, it is uh, the wheel of destiny has chosen me to go second, and I will take, I I think it's a movie that's not on here, but it's a movie that's near and dear to my heart. I am selecting Gremlins as my first Christmas movie pick. Gremlins, I've talked about this before on our Christmas episode of uh, Popping Collars. Gremlins, all about uh, American consumerism, our desire to just eat everything around us and buy everything around us and just pretend like it all belongs to us. And uh, and Gremlins, just a terrific satire of what sort of Christmas has become in our secular world. Big fan of Gremlins. And uh, again, another movie that used to scare me as a kid. Those little, uh, those little rubber guys, like very terrifying. Very terrifying as a kid. Very funny as an adult. Very terrifying as a kid. Yeah, Christmas is kind of a terrifying time of the year in any in any event. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. Wait, Greg, you know, I had to say, Gremlins that that um, that detail of her father dying in the chimney. Ooh, as right. Santa Claus, right? Because uh, he got stuck and they didn't find him for days. Right, it's just uh, taking it a little too far. I, I, I still kind of that pops into my mind randomly. 
and uh-huh. I get kind of horrified about it. <laughs> you know, it just feels real. It's awful. It, it is an awful image. I think it's an urban legend, right? I think it's like, I think that's that's what it's kind of playing off of. Yes, a very dark, twisted uh, moment in an otherwise very um, slapdash, um, slapstick uh, kind of film. Is it slapdash or slapstick? <laughs> so I'm gonna say. Right. I don't know what slapdash means. It was just the word that came into my head. Slapdash means careless. Careless. There you go. It nice. is a careless. Yes, I mean both of those words. <laughs> <laughs> you mean every word you say. Exactly. Nice. When it comes to gremlins. Okay, Heidi uh, Carter, you were up next. I have to, I just have to choose. Um, my number one movie was going to be Trading Places because I love that movie. And it has been canceled by every single canceling organization, which means every single person between the ages of like 17 and 35. So uh, oh. I, I just, I, I just can't in good faith choose it, even though it is right up there. So instead I'm going to have to choose Elf. Oh, because I mm. love that movie. Yeah, I'm supposed to say that it's my second favorite Christmas story, second only to the Jesus story. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's sorry. Christmas. I was I was repping for the Hallmark Channel. Very <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Would That's you good. consider Elf to be a classic Christmas movie at this point? Well, how old is it? Is there an age limit on that? Well, that's what I guess that's what I'm wondering is, is it possible for a movie that's maybe 10 years old to be a classic? Oh, it's older than that. Oh, yeah, is, it's older. oh is it? Yeah, it's almost yeah. 20 years old. Oh, wow. 2003. Wow. I have a question, though. Is A Mall in the Night Visitors a Christmas story? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's the three wise men, right? And so that's technically epiphany, uh, but, eh, mm-hmm. you know, it all slurs together in the mind. In the popular imagination of Christmas pageants, yes. Right. right. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about, okay, I'm going to, I was actually thinking about Elf Heidi. What do you think about James Conn in that movie? He's adorable. Really? Yeah, he just plays I, it so flat, but I think I was, he's supposed to play it flat. There's like that uncanny, you know, like every time I see James Conn, I think it's The Godfather. Mm. Uh, see, I think of Barbara Streisand every time I see him. Because <laughs> I, I love Barbara Streisand. Yeah. I think of Misery oh. when I see him. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what I think when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> I like James Con. <laughs> wow. Uh, the look on James Con face all through Elf, the movie Elf, makes mm-hmm. me wonder if that's actually just the look that he had on his face, working with. Um, Will Ferrell the entire yeah. like uh, yeah. it's kind of bewildered all the time. Uh, okay, <laughs> Ricardo, you get two picks in a row. Well, I'm going to sort of uh, I'm going to take the obvious uh, the 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 uh, the elephant in the room, if you will. Mm. I'm just going to go with "It's a Wonderful Life." What can I say? Yeah. Um, yeah. It might just be my favorite movie period ever. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I I can't really defend that except it's a sentimental feeling, and I never don't cry at the end, and right. that uh, is kind of lovely for me. I, I'm glad I can still the day I the, the day I watch it and don't cry is the day that cynicism wins. You know, true. <laughs> so I love that movie, and um, gosh, I haven't even actually looked at the list. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I'm gonna save Christmas is still on there if you're curious. Oh, that's a close. A close choice. I'm going to go with Meet Me in St. Louis. So I'm going to stick with the old school stuff. Oh, um, man. Meet Me in St. Louis. I love that movie. And, you know, it's got Judy Garland. It's got the trolley song. It's got... Uh, I just Adore that, the Boy Next Door. Yes, The Boy right. Next Door. And um, the little girl, is it Margaret O'Brien? The sassy yeah. little girl. Oh, it's got Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Talk about a tearjerker moment. Wow. With that deadly lyric, um, someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. Yeah. Ah, that's right. That's Christmas right there. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. That's my cleaning. Singing that song. Yeah. Margaret nice. O'Brien goes crazy during that and goes outside and beats up all the snow people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a harsh child. She is um, a harsh child. In that movie, yeah. My husband won't watch it because of her. It's just he, when they do the Halloween part and they're all like scaring oh, yeah. people and they almost uh, have a, tra- a trolley crash because yeah. they put a dead body doll on it on the right. tracks. William says, those children are wicked. I won't watch that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, but how many times have any one of us put a, a, a mannequin on the trolley tracks just for a prank? Exactly. Does throwing <laughs> one across the car windshield on Halloween night count? <laughs> Because I might have done that. Once. Nice. Wow. That's hardcore, man. It's hilarious, wow. is what it uh, is. So, can I ask you a question about It's a Wonderful Life? Okay, so here's the thing about that movie for me: the open, the very opening scene where you like see all the stars and the planets and all that, right? And like the stars are representing angels and Saint Peter and you know all of that. Joseph, stuff. yeah. Don't you think that's weird? <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It like, is weird. It's like. Yeah. Why do you think it's weird? <laughs> I don't know. It's just sort of like who came up with the idea that, well, we'll just make the angels like be stars and like galaxies and stuff like that. It's very similar to the opening scene of Carousel as well, isn't it? Good call. Yeah. Speaking they, of problematic movies. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, I won't comment. It's no, great. It's interesting. Canceled. <laughs> it's almost like they wanted it both ways. They 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 want it, and if we're going to have angels, and we have to have something sort of religiousy about them. So let's have God and Joseph in it. Oh, yeah. we can't really show them. So let's make the stars blink as they talk. So it's sort of a secular, safe way to engage religion or something. It's cheap grace. <laughs> well, I'll and, take it. You know, t- teacher <laughs> says. Okay. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Right, right. Well, right. And, I, and, we, and can we can we at least reference uh, the band Zuzu's Petals now? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You know, I will just to say, Greg, and you got this out. It's I mean, to me, it's such a morality tale, isn't it? It's, it's really it's about doing good in the world and that whole frustration about your dreams not coming true. But in the meantime, the, the good that you do has worth. Don't let mm-hmm. me keep going on this because I could go on. But I just, I love, I'm a sucker for that. Like if I were in a church where that was preached, I'd be like, I'll volunteer for anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for It's a Wonderful Life, for me, the romantic scenes are so odd that they just kind of suck me in. Like they're like the Buffalo girls want mm. to come out tonight scene. And then the scene where they're in the living room. Uh, and the moms on the telephone, you know, and all that stuff. They're just so incredibly weird. <laughs> that yeah. I'm just like, okay. Well, that I one mean, when their faces are right next to each other and they're yelling at each other and crying. Right. 
Right. That one's yeah. super weird. I mean, it doesn't the, feel romantic. It just feels strange most of the time. But, even the rotisserie chicken being oh, operated yeah, yeah, yeah. by the record player. Right. Right. And then according Very to... Very sexy. Uh, According to one's uh, go-to uh, movie information webpage, when uh, Mr. Gower is like slapping the the boy uh, yeah. Jimmy Stewart right. in the pharmacy, uh, and the boy's ear starts bleeding, mm-hmm. uh, apparently that actually happened. Oh wow! The actor's Ooh. ear apparently started bleeding while he was getting slapped up by Mr. Gower. Wow! Yeah. Okay. Wow. Now we have to cancel this movie. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> method, method acting. Method, thank method you. Method acting. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I don't know where we are. I think we're at Heidi. Heidi, yes. it's time for your second. Yeah. Uh, my second one's going to have to be Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the animated TV special. Okay. Oh. I think Come it might on. be stop action puppets. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> it's so he great. He thinks I'm cute. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Um, wow, yeah, that's a great choice. I, I think, I, again, I think I was afraid of the Yeti from that totally. movie, the abominable snowman. I think uh, it was called the abdominal snowman for yeah. the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know abominable was a word. <laughs> that was that technically a musical? There was, absolutely. yeah, Rudolph was not well understood by his uh, peers. Can we just say that's like a, a gay, there's just a gay thing going on with that? Him, oh, come Which on, part? really? Which part? He's just, he, he, they don't want him to be himself. And so they, they you know, they, they closet him with that, that dirt nose that he puts on. But uh, he keeps kind of coming out. Even in that, that song that the Misfit Toys, no, at the end, when Christmas Day is here, yeah. they sing, don't you know it's time to come out? Oh, nice. Nice. It's right there, I like man. Hmm. Um, I, I have sometimes referred to congregations of the church as the island of misfit toys. <laughs> I think you could refer to the church as the island of misfit toys. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Colonizing as it goes. Yeah. yeah. No longer a mere island. <laughs> no longer a mere island. Uh, I am up next. I'm going to amend something. If Uh-oh. it's okay with you guys, I'm going to switch my first pick from Gremlins to Gremlins 2, which I think captures more of the experience that I'm thinking of when I'm thinking. I was going to pick that. And, <laughs> and we eliminate the problematic scene for Ricardo. So, so troubling that you just changed that. But go uh, ahead. Still said it, so Christmas. can I? Can I just take Rudolph from Heidi then instead of uh, <laughs> Meet Me in St. Louis? No, no one had taken Gremlins too. Chaos, chaos is ensuing. It's right? still free. My Gremlins gets changed to Gremlins too, and then my second pick is going to be Die Hard Two. Listen, honey, when you land, can we check into a hotel? Or leave the kids with your parents. Order some room service. You're on, Lieutenant. I see in about a half an hour, honey. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Christmas Eve. Is there a cop on duty around here? Careful, police. Go get him. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. 
Washington, D.C. International Airport. What's this about? Oh, just a feeling I have. Ouch. When you get those feelings, insurance companies start to go bankrupt. The towers lost control. Instrument landing system is down. Backup systems won't come up. We've got blizzard conditions. Zero visibility. Attention all controllers. We have a code red alert. There's panic in the air. Professional mercenary. You got the world's biggest drug dealer on his way here now. What do you need, a slide rule to figure this out? You get the hell out of my office before I throw you out of my damn airport. And terror on the ground. Who is this? Who I am is unimportant. What I want is very important. Oh, we are just up to our neck in terrorists again, John. But for police officer John McLean. It's just another Christmas. You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Story of my life. The slaughter cells may be two hours. After that, those planes low on view aren't going to be circled. They're going to be dropping on the White House lawn. Any attempt to restore your systems will be met by severe penalties. Somebody out there. It's McLean. Wife's plane. They're gonna run out of fuel in 90 minutes. What are you gonna do? Whatever I can. Last time, it flew you through the back wall of the theater. Got a cowboy right too rough? I don't like the fly. What are you doing here? I don't like the moves either. This time, ah! it'll blow you sky high. What you expected? No. This is just the beginning. On July 4th, Die Harder. Bruce Willis, Die Hard 2. You know, Die Hard is set in a in a skyscraper, but this movie is set at an airport. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, the exact same thing happens from the first movie. But... Lots of good character actors, lots of good New York actors in this movie uh, because it's set in New York instead of L.A. this time. Uh, and Bruce Willis is just, you know, charming fun in these movies. And so Die Hard 2 is <laughs> now, my is that is, Die Hard 2 is also at Christmas? Die Hard 2 is at Christmas. He's going to the airport to pick up his wife. Oh, right, um, right, right. During the Christmas rush, during right, the Christmas, right, right, right. Uh, travel season. Good. Wait, so the, the first two Die Hard movies have a Christmas backdrop? Yes, they do. Yes. Now, I'm not sure if the subsequent Die Hard movies are set at Christmas, but the first two are. Yeah. Now, oh, is, the, is the second one the one that ends sort of near the end is when the airplane takes off and then the fuel is lit from the ground and yes. it travels up? Because I saw a really badly dubbed, hilariously dubbed version of that movie one time. And at the very end, when he says, yippee ki yay mm-hmm. what it said on my TV was, yippee ki yay Mr. Falcon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. right. Uh, Mr. Falcon a is a famous, uh, a famous uh, TV edit. As a matter of fact, uh, it shows up, I think, um, I think there's a... Um, uh, nice. Seth, a Seth Rogen movie that references like Mr. Falcon. Really? Like they, they have like a character named Mr. Falcon or something. That's so funny. I never, I only saw it and noticed that and thought that's hilarious, but I didn't mm. know it'd become a meme. And is that, so that's the second one. 
That's the second one. Yeah, that's the two okay. edit for the second one. And and William Sadler was the actor that I couldn't think of. Character actor William Sadler, please. Ah, uh, sure, sure. So you know, I want to affirm your choice, and I I want to affirm that they're both Christmas movies. But you know, it's a controversial thing to say that the Die Hard movies are Christmas movies. I understand. This is a this is a big debate. Oh, are movies set at Christmas still technically Christmas movies? Are there yeah. Christmas trees just decorated in the airport? And is baby Jesus in it? There are Christmas trees. I don't think the baby Jesus is in it. Uh, at one point, one of the characters is listening listening to Mela Kaliki Maka. Oh, so oh, I think that's pretty Christmassy. Um, so would you say like the uh, 70s uh, Poseidon Adventure is a Christmas movie? Because <laughs> there's a oh, Christmas tree. Wait, again, I thought that was New Year's. That's not that's a New Year's movie. Yeah, It is New Year's, but there's a Christmas tree up still. <laughs> nice. Which is more than you can say for Greg's movies. Paul, Christmas is only one day of <laughs> the year. No, it's a season, 12 days. 12 days oh of my God. Here we go. <laughs> this is the only okay. fight I ever, this is the only holiday fight I ever had with my husband about when do we take the Christmas tree down? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he's like, we can't leave it up past New Year's Day. I'm like, it's still Christmas. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, I'm not taking it down. And then he takes it down. Ooh. Oh, Amazing. wow. So it sounds like you don't need the Supreme Court to end this marriage. <laughs> no, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't tell him. Uh, this is my reverse psychology because I don't really want to mess with taking the tree down. Ah, yeah, nice. Yeah, wow. Wow. part of the master plan. Uh, should I cut that out so that he doesn't hear it, or uh, he probably he listens to it. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. He's a, he's one of our fans. We'll see. <laughs> Both okay, Paul. Yes, sir. You have two picks in a row. I am so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the one I'm not gonna pick, but that I just want to shout out to uh, mm-hmm. is the uh, the uh, John Waters Female Trouble, uh, which has the Christmas tree scene in it, and you can just find it on YouTube. You don't have to watch the whole movie, uh, but it is pretty <laughs> stinking hysterical you when Don Davenport uh, pulls the Christmas tree down on top of her mom. <laughs> Um, but that's not one of my favorite Christmas movies. I just wanted to shut that one out. So I have a I have a Christmas favorite that is not on the list and uh, is a kind of obscure little uh, English uh, comedy called A Midwinter's Tale mm. from uh, like 1995. Uh, it's Kenneth uh, Branagh directed. Uh, it's got all the, you know, it's got all the actors in it that you, you know you're going to see in a Kenneth Branagh film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it also has Joan Collins in it, which is like, what the heck? Did you uh, say Joan Collins? I said Joan Collins. Yeah. Wow. And the, it's a, yeah, it's a, the story is, uh, and it's in black and white. The story is a group of actors are, are putting on a production of Hamlet in an English village uh, over the Christmas holiday. It is hysterical. Um, it's sort of like a movie about theater people which I always think is also like a movie about the church because it's like a distinct kind of community and it's got a heartwarming ending and all of that good stuff. And it, it will make you, it will make you laugh real hard and nobody has ever seen it. It's not, it's no, I mean, it's no female trouble, but it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> what is you had me at John waters. I know. Right. Um, so there's a bunch of the older films. Ricardo, you already took a couple of the great ones. 
that I would love to uh, just kind of lean into a little bit for my next pick. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a tough one because so many of the old holiday movies are problematic in a lot of ways, but I'm going to just go with the one that always makes me feel, I don't know, happy, warm, all that good stuff, um, which is uh, the Bishop's wife. Yep. Right. Uh, Loretta Young, uh, David Niven and Cary Grant. Remade as the preacher's wife. Remade as the preacher's wife. But I like the original because Cary Grant playing the angel in that is just a hoot. It's like he is smirking through the whole movie. (laughs) And David Niven as the bishop is uh, a little cringy, uh, especially because the the, the dramatic tug is there's a, a rich donor who wants to donate money to build a new cathedral and uh, all, all, all they have to do is to name the uh, memorial chapel after her dead husband, and the bishop doesn't want to do that. That's the, the, the nub of it. But it's a movie about how you lose your way in a vocation when you lose connection with everyday life. Nice. And as, a, as a professional uh, church-working uh, monkey, I think it really is... Uh, uh, it should probably be a seminary requirement to watch the movie. That's Are you listening seminaries across the country. <laughs> Listen, probably not actually. <laughs> okay. Back to me. I am going off the board again. So far, all of my selections have been off the board and I will choose problematic movie, Uh-oh. but it's a movie that I like to watch around the holidays. Lethal weapon two. Yeah. <laughs> Lethal Weapon Two. Now again, wow. um, we're not gonna wow. we're not gonna discuss Mel Gibson, but um, great movie. Joe Pesci, hilarious in this movie. Mm-hmm. Donald Glover is great. An anti-apartheid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, action sequences are wonderful. Set at Christmas. So <laughs> diplomatic immunity. That's the line <laughs> I remember. Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. Exactly. Gee, Greg, your, your, your theme is uh, starting to come through, uh, a little obviously. Uh, actually, there's a couple themes going on, aren't there? Yeah, are you an NRA member at this point? <laughs> I know. Oh. Robert, remind me not to come to your Christmas party. Bring in a, bring in a different exactly. demographic with, this, uh, with these next <laughs> And the sequel business, not to not to give it away. but uh, That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so he's going to connect Easter. There is a method to my madness. We could ruin it by going and and picking every all the twos: the Santa Claus two, the Home Alone two. The- no, no, right. no. <laughs> um, but but honestly, I I actually I really do like the Lethal Weapon two. It's a it's a pretty fun movie. It's it's a movie that I always remember because my parents owned the Beta tape for it. We didn't even have it on VHS. We had it on Beta. And um, it was like one of those R-rated movies that I would sneak and watch when I was waiting to watch them. And what stood out to me was that it begins, it doesn't have opening credits. It just has the title and then it goes straight into a chase scene. And I just thought, I didn't know you could make movies this way. Mm. It still stands out to me even today. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry yes. diplomatic community. <laughs> diplomatic community. Exactly. Okay. Heidi, we are back to you. 
I'm wondering if it is possible for me to choose all of the Christmas scenes from all 34 of the Harry Potter movies. Wow. My- okay. Wow. Because there's a little bit of Christmas and they show them on a loop every Christmas. There's at least one channel, just all Harry Potter for two solid days. It's a Christmas thing, but you okay. don't have any of them on the list. So I'm like, well, which one? But they're all good. Why don't I, I give you Sorcerer's Stone? Since that has the most Christmas. Um, I, if I have to choose one, okay, I will choose the uh, the one from number five, Order of the Phoenix, that happens oh. at Grimmel, at number twelve, Grimmel Place. Oh. <laughs> Here we go, Daddy's back. Everybody sit down. That's it. Now, presents. And a nice big box for Ron. Big box for him. <laughs> and, um, uh, oh, Come on, open up. I want to see your faces. Yeah. <laughs> Try it on. Thanks, Thanks Perfect. Just what he wanted, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's <laughs> Thanks, boys. Come on, then, everybody. Let's clear this way. Oh, Harry, Harry. There you are. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Thank you. Lovely to have you with us. Thank you. Now, Daddy, pass that to Daddy. Thank you. Has everybody got? Toast. Fred, George, Hermione, make sure... A Christmas toast to Mr Harry Potter, without whom I would not be here. Harry. 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 Heidi, I think you know this about me. I think we've had this conversation. I have never seen a Harry Potter movie. I know. This is why we're not friends. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, Heidi. Merry Christmas, baby Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for some reason, I just, it's just like, it just didn't, uh, didn't uh, hit me. But you gave him a chance. Yeah. Well, no. No, he didn't. (laughs) I think I, I think I started watching the first Harry Potter movie and I was like, eh, this, eh, none for me, thanks. Do you like any fantasy genre movies? Um, not really. Mm-mm. No, like the Great Galaxy Quest, or no, I want the to see the Stardust, the the Thor, 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 Thor. Well, he's pretty, but that's yeah, that's different. <laughs> yeah, that's why I went. Right, that's the only reason right. to go. Okay, Ricardo, two more movies. All right. all right. Well, gosh, I feel like it's been an hour since I talked, but that's all right. Regarding Paul's comment about the Christmas tree uh, controversy in his home, uh, I have at the other end of the Christmas uh, situation, uh, my husband and I fight about when the Christmas tree should go up. And he insists that Advent is its own season that should not have a tree. And uh, I say, well, how am I supposed to get in the mood and the spirit on like the 24th when everyone's kind of done? And so... We fight, and he so he says, "Oh, Saint Thomas Day, which is the twenty first. That's not enough." So the problem is, I'm too lazy or busy to ever put it up. So it always goes up when he wants it, kind of like what you're saying. And he's usually the one who puts it up. So, and then yeah, so it's it's a funny thing. I mean, you know, the church we're we're always kind of scolded: no Christmas in Advent. Uh, I don't know if you guys what you do with the kids and youth groups and stuff in Advent if you sneak in some Christmas carols, but 
know, we're kind of hardcore. The last thing is I want to give a shout out to a movie that I don't, I think I saw once, but I fell asleep on, uh, but it's apparently a cult movie. And I've just always wondered why. Hmm. And that's on the list. I'm not going to pick it. The Nightmare, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Tim Robbins, people are really into that, especially like teenagers who are kind of angst ridden. And Goth. have you ever understood that? I don't. It's now, brilliant. Danny Elfman's score is amazing. I will say mm-hmm. the songs are a lot of fun to sing. And it's, it's really one of those good. when you have young children like I do at my house, it's it's a way to watch scary movies without being too scary kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, it's uh it's a it's a bit of an odd duck too, because is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas right. movie? It's right. it's kind of neither and it's kind of both. It's a little weird. I think it's, I mean, I, even though I fell asleep, I, I have this good feeling about it. I really want to see it again. Uh, very good. I think it's very good. Cool, cool kids like it. And so I want to be, try to be cool. Okay. So here are my choices. Finally, uh, this, oh. this will be brief. Um, I'm going off the board with both of them and I am picking two um, half hour Christmas specials, regardless of whether you want me to or not. The little drummer boy. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure is problematic somehow, but uh, I love it. That's another tearjerker for me when the his little lamb, Baba, uh, is run over by the Roman chariot and he goes oh. and drums for Jesus and oh. the miracle happens and Baba is alive and comes and runs into his arms. I lose it. I just lose it. And wow. to me, that's like that's like nativity and resurrection all in one scene. Yeah. And the, the Vienna Choir Boys singing that song is haunting. It's haunting. Uh, song. And I will say also, I have a, a good friend. I, we're not in touch anymore, but this is a little this is a little morbid. It's a little bit along the Gremlins line. Um, his father, uh, his father passed away in the hospital at Christmas time, and that song was playing when they were told. And mm-hmm. so he always he like it happened when I was with him once. The song was on the speakers of somewhere at a store and he started crying. So it's kind of intense. Uh, and then my second choice finally is um, also off the board. It's called uh, Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Ah, Christmas Eve. Quietest night of the year up here at Santa's castle. That's because Santa and all the reindeer are off doing their big thing. But as for Santa's donkey, well, it's sort of a night off. What? You never knew Santa had a donkey? Why, sure. Who do you think pulls Santa's snowplow? And who totes all the toy carts from one place to the other? Me, Spieltoe. Come on, I'll show you around. Well, this is it. Not very fancy, but uh, we call it home. Dasher, dancer, prancer, vixen. Pretty, isn't it? The animal's own Christmas tree. Compliments to Mrs. Santa. The elves made that pretty little manger themselves. Just about the way the real one looked, I guess. Except for the donkey. They made him all wrong. He didn't look like that at all. How do I know? Why, that donkey was my ancestor. Nestor. Yes, sir. Nestor, the long-eared Christmas donkey. <sighs> elves are supposed to carve me a more accurate version. But you know them elves. Oh, well, come on, I'll 
I'll show you the rest. It's uh, it's a ripoff of a, it's a total ripoff of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, with a religious twist. Nestor has long ears and is made fun of throughout his life. Loses his parents in a fire from raiders, so it's got that Bambi thing, and it's brutal. It's creepy, but winds up being the donkey that Mary rides on into Bethlehem, and his long ears keep her warm, and so everybody praises him. Because he did this good thing with his supposed impediment uh, that helped, you know, all of humanity, for how, crying out loud. How long are these ears to keep Mary warm? They must <laughs> be like four or five feet long. Yeah, they drag on the ground. Oh, wow. um, But yeah, and there's an angel that shows up to kind of help him out. Uh, and she's voiced by Brenda Vaccaro, which you can't go wrong, you know? So... Uh, and she looks a little bit like Stocker Chan. No, not Stocker Channing. Who's the other Channing who played Carol. Hello Dolly? Carol, Carol Channing. I feel like you just made up that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you were watching one of those X Men mutant movies where someone was praised for their gifts, but you were like smoking the weed or something. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, yeah. Oh. It's, so it's like not it. a good movie. Uh, but it's it's sort of it's in my heart. It's in my heart. Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey. Thank you very much. I love it. Um, it does sound like a fever dream, but it's uh, it's that's just amazing. Let's see, Heidi. We are back to you for your fourth and last pick. Well, I wanted Scrooge, but since Paul got Christmas Carol, that's done. I love the Danny Elfman soundtrack to Nightmare Before Christmas. I think, in, and I love Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Another one of the little shorty McShorties. For Christmas, but I think I'm going to have to choose the one that kind of is in my imprint with the holiday is Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, oh yeah, the and I classic, love it. the classic, uh, or the Richard the, Attenborough, the old one. I don't know the girl, nice. little girl who looks like Natalie Wood. Yeah, Natalie Wood, that one. I think because when I was a little girl, and by then the movie was already very old because I'm very young, but mm. um. That just seeing another, seeing a little girl and doing something kind of interesting and being persistent and opinionated, I liked that. And I also loved it when the Santa Claus recommended a different store. Mm, like instead right. of saying you can get this at Ingles or what was the, the uh, store? Uh, Gimbals. 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 Instead of going, to, you could go to the other store. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Very brave. Honesty is difficult. He was speaking truth to love. Is Baby Jesus in that one, though? I don't think so. Mm, just a little. It's on 33rd Street. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It was the miracle to watch. You know, Natalie Wood, yeah, that child, she's great. She's, she's again, she sort of takes, uh, she takes no guff. She's very logical. And that that's mm-hmm. part of that kind of change that, that, that uh, is enacted in her with, uh, you know, there is a possibility for miracles, but she's so logical. She was well, she was brought up to be kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? A woman with Feminist. power. Yes. Feminist. Feminist. A woman with power. Pull the car over. That's my house. Love it. Nice. Yeah, she's good. Let's see. Uh, my fourth and final pick. You'd think I had run out of options at this point. I have not. Of sequels still have some tremendous movies left on the board. Yeah. And so 
for my last movie, I am going to be selecting Batman 2 colon Batman Returns, directed by Tim Burton, set at Christmas in is, Gotham City. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and I think somebody yeah. needs to call you know what on the fact that he gives us a list, but every movie he picked is not on the list. I'm saying. Yeah, thank you. So he left well, them off the list so we wouldn't choose them because I might have chosen Lethal Death 7 or something. <laughs> That's a great Christmas movie, Lethal Death 7. You like that one? <laughs> with, I think Greg uh, Knight's in it. With Carol oh, Death 7. Greg Knight's in the backseat of the cab reloading the guns. Exactly. Right, and the long-eared donkey is in that one too. <laughs> I, can, I can picture Linus right now going out on stage and saying... Lethal Death 7. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie. Dang, yippee-ki-yay. That's right. Batman Returns. This is the Jesus story just with Batman this time around. And um, it is uh, is actually, it's a lot of fun. Like uh, Tim Burton, I think, loves, you know, obviously with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Edward Scissorhands. He loves kind of playing with this idea of darkness and light and you know this season of christmas as being a season of light but also he loves like these sort of morose and somber characters and mixing those two palettes together and i don't know batman returns it's a it's a wow. feast for the eyes and christopher walken is fabulous in this movie one of one of christopher walken's best moments so nice okay paul you are our last pick of the christmas draft Okay, I'm going off the board again. I I haven't seen this movie, I don't think, since uh, childhood. I think I found a couple of uh, clips on YouTube of it. Uh, But it's the 1969 production of The Littlest Angel. Mm. Which is a musical about a kid who dies and goes to heaven. And I just remember it as a child because it's got like... Uh, so the littlest angel is played by uh, Johnny oh, Whitaker. Johnny, who was like a kid star in the '60s and '70s. Yeah, he was in that show with Mrs. Beasley. Right, uh, Family Affair. But he was also in uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monster, uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, Sid and Marty Croft TV show. Oh, um, that's but what's so what's also really cool about it is the sort of angel that guides him around heaven is played by Fred Gwynn also known as Herman Munster. Yeah. So it's like this weird, perfect. like, I don't, my, my child brain is going, I don't understand what's happening. Why is Herman Munster an angel now? And uh, mm. why is the kid from Family Affair an angel now? But it was actually a really, really charming story um, with some great songs in it. Keb Calloway is in it. Mm. Uh, Connie Stevens is in it. Thank you very much. Connie wow. Stevens. Right? It's got it's like this uh, this wild late 60s uh spin on something. But I remember it so distinctly. There's a moment in there that had a huge imprint on me. In fact, I have a drawing of it hanging oh. in my room when he opens his little treasure box and it has like a feather and a stone and cuz nobody cares but I we were very poor and my treasures looked like that. Yeah. My treasures were this broken thing that I found or this, you know, like, and I cherished them and thought I was crazy for doing so. And then he opens his box and you're like, wow. And that's a part of the sequence where all of the other angels are like 
uh, giving presents to Jesus at Christmas at his birth. Mm-hmm. And the one I remember oh. is uh, one of the angels sings about, I have made a color never seen before. Mm. I thought, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't make a color that's never been seen before. That's so my little child brain was also uh, inspired by that. Very sweet story. If you can find it, uh, give it a watch. I love it. I've never heard of it. It looks it looks terrific. Sounds terrific, rather. It's it's very very sweet. Very sweet. It's called the Littlest Angel, right? Yeah, the Littlest Angel. Yeah. Littlest Angel. Just like in <laughs> Die Hard, it's just a Christmas miracle. <laughs> okay, we've got to recap these movies, Paul. Yes, sir. You have drafted a Christmas Carol, a mm-hmm. Midwinter's Tale, mm-hmm. the Bishop's Wife, mm-hmm. and the Littlest Angel. Yes. Now, apart from the fact that all of these titles have an adjective followed by a noun, what do your movies all have in common? Oh, gosh. Um, I think that they're all sort of uh, theological. How about that? They're okay. all sort of, uh, they're all uh, theological to the degree that they're about what is a person's life uh, really made of? And how do you live authentically? in whatever circumstance you find yourself in with the life that you have been given. That'll preach. I love it. I have drafted Gremlins 2, Die Hard 2, Lethal Weapon 2, and Batman 2. These movies, what they have in common is that they're all theological. They all (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Still in my lines. Uh, no. Okay. So obviously I've gone silly here, but but actually it speaks to how I experience Christmas, which is that um, most Christmases that I've been alive, people have striven for like this perfect Christmas. We need a perfect Christmas service mm. and a perfect Christmas pageant and a perfect Christmas meal as we all sit around our perfect Christmas table and eat our perfect Christmas turkey and open our perfect Christmas presents under our perfect Christmas tree. And it's never perfect, ever. It's never. Like, it's it's such a stupid ideal that we hold ourselves to. Mm. Um, And what I love about movies set at Christmas is that they're just a big mess. They're big, god-awful mess. Lethal Weapon 2 is a mess. Die Hard 2 is a mess. Gremlins 2 is a big mess. And I don't even know what's happening in Batman. And that's what Christmas is for me. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's acknowledging that we're not always going to be perfect. Sometimes we're just giant messes and it's okay. We can still make it uh, through our Christmas seasons. And guns, right? And guns. Okay, Heidi, you have selected Elf, Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, although all Harry Potters are in that mix, and Miracle on 34th Street. Heidi, what have you got going on here? Well, first of all, I think it goes without saying that they are all theological. <laughs> I said that. Of course. <laughs> Everyone saw that coming. I am the person, here's what I like about these, these movies. I am the person at Christmas, the one person of a certain generation who isn't sitting around all grumpy pants going, don't get me anything. 
We all have too much crap. Just buy a tree for the Sierra Club or, you know, like bumblebees through whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But I actually like getting stuff. Like buy me my favorite lotion. Buy me a, buy, bring me a casserole, like bracelets. I love bracelets. Like, and I'm not afraid to say like Christmas has always been. And again, coming from a poor household, when you are able to give somebody something, when you have $5 that you can spend to go buy your mom a candle or to get your dad his favorite beech nut gum or whatever, it's such a cool thing to be able to do that. It feels great. I love it when people are thoughtful. And all of these movies, there's there are moments when because, you know, Christmas is about the incarnation, allegedly. And because when you look, I like how there's a connection, which I didn't think of, of course, at first, but a connection between how the spirit of grace and God and life is made manifest in humans mm. and how that can be shared through gifts, shared through considering someone and responding in a way that says, even if it's, I want to give you a back rub, I want to walk your dog, I want to buy you a donut. I mean, I just, I think for me anyway, it is, it is a natural sort of wanting to respond by sharing, by giving, by observing and responding. And I think the whole idea of the incarnation, you know, the observing and responding that might've occurred if you believe what you read that, that we might've been being observed by our creator and there might've been a response called for, <laughs> which is y'all need help. <laughs> I'm gonna send someone, or I'm gonna send someone who's gonna reveal something about how you can be gifts to one another. So I don't know. Huh. And Harry Potter movies are awesome. So. <laughs> I, I I I don't think I need to speak after that. I think we're good. You know, yeah. I choose Heidi's yeah. canon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me give you a rundown, though. Anyway, Ricardo, so that we can read your uh, movies. You have "It's a Wonderful Life," "Meet Me in St. Louis," "The Little Drummer Boy," and "Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey." Christmas Fever. <laughs> Christmas Fever. Um. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the the four words that come to mind are life affirming tearjerkers, mm -hmm. uh, and so that's what they are, frankly, because uh, I have cried at all of them, sadly. Uh, but actually, I think, I mean, Heidi, seriously, kind of all the cynicism around Christmas and stuff aside, everything you said was beautiful, and mm -hmm. and I mean it, and it, it was it's exactly why I think the movies for me anyway that that keep drawing me back year after year, like these four draw me back because uh, there's a wish there, there's a longing for those reminders you know that there is grace and there is gift and you don't have to walk around feeling bummed all the time or be angry about christmas because there is that undercurrent of grace as you put it and um and as bad as nestor the long-eared christmas donkey is um <laughs> there there's a moment of grace and um also i mean I was, I felt like an outcast growing up. So a lot of these movies are about not fitting in or feeling frustrated because it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Or, you know, your father is going to move to New York and you can't stay in St. Louis anymore, which is sort of an outlier thing. But, mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I, in some ways, Christmas is a reminder that there are more important things to life than what you think are the, uh, the, 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 the things that give you status and success. Hmm. Uh, the manger and the humility and the humbleness uh, matters. 
Mm. So that's it. We did it, you guys. Christmas. You you know what? You should have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. I'm sad. From now Um, on, our troubles will be miles yeah that's it did we pick your favorite christmas movie probably not did we <laughs> did we get close <laughs> hopefully um email us at popping college podcast uh, at gmail.com let us know what your favorites are vote for your favorite canon on our po- on our on our website poppingcollegepodcast.com and uh like paul says have yourself a merry little christmas we will uh-huh. be back or other episodes of the canon. Uh, that is it for Christmas movies. We will see you next time. Keep those going. Look at little Nestor. He's got ears that drag the ground. They shouted as they praised him, and his friends all gathered round. Nestor's heart was happy, and his eyes held no more tears. Now all the world knows Nestor for his laughter and